like espionage investigations, for example, that's just one piece of it in virtually every one of our 56 field offices. Uh, and the number of those has probably doubled over the last three or four years. Uh, and almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them lead back to China. We are blanketed by Chinese espionage agents in the United States. I wish I could remember, who did I see interviewed who explained to me, because I didn't know this, that part of being a Chinese company is is you're there to serve the Chinese government in oh, a way absolutely. that we don't do in the United States. Oh, yeah. In fact, companies often do the opposite. And if you dare to want to do business in China, you have to open up all your books, including all of your technology, to the Chinese government. Sure. So the, the, t- the top people in big Chinese companies are government agents. That's the way communism works. Yeah. Everything is part of the government. Or at the and, very least, they exist at the whim of those government agents. So they right. sure toe the line. And so, and, and, and Ray, FBI Director Ray, mentioned that yesterday, and he said, everybody's eyes are opening up to, my eyes are opening up to the 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 interworkings of these uh, these companies and the government and the communist party and all that sort of stuff. So at what point when you are meeting with a chinese firm and their representatives at your business do people start feeling like I'm dealing with an enemy of the United States here? I think uh well enemies an awfully uh Charged was, word, Jack. How is China not an enemy of the United States? An adversary. Okay, adversary. China. That's probably more like... Frenemy, there actually, might be the perfect word. Just because, you know, our economies are interwoven and there are great opportunities for everybody to make a living and, and you know, draw closer to each other in, in significant ways, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they're trying to steal from us as fast as they can and, you know, are, are committing all sorts of nasty, nasty stuff around the globe. So it's a weird relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've told this story a number of times before, and I will tell it a number of times, you know, going forward. Um, it was a couple of years ago, several years ago, that um, a, a, a source, if you will, in American counterintelligence, specifically the FBI, told me a story about going to a major American university in California, as it happens. Um, and they went to the university president, and they said, listen, there are quite a number of Chinese agents Chinese government agents hiding in your, uh, within your academics, within your so-called scholars. And he said, and I quote, get off my campus now, you racists. Such was the idiot naivete and political correctness on our uh, American campuses. I hope that's changed a little bit. That will be, you know, I don't know if you've ever been sick. Sometimes you have an infection and, and they did, it takes a long time to get it. There's, there's just still a little bit of it. We haven't gotten yet. That'll be American campuses because they're, they're the depth of their blindness and, and self-serving stupidity is so very, very deep. But I'm, I'm hoping more and more Americans are waking up to that. The, the really interesting part of the, threat assessment by all the intelligence chiefs yesterday was not what's being reported over and over again. Everybody's looking at it through the lens of the Trump show. The apparent disagreements between the intelligence guys and the president. Some of that stuff is kind of interesting to me, but I thought it was just so overstated. I'm still confused by ISIS. As we had Liz Sly, the Washington Post, on yesterday, and her headline in the Washington Post was, ISIS is down to two little villages in in Syria. Yeah, they have gone, according to all reliable estimates, in in terms of territory, from 40,000 square miles to one square mile. One square mile. That's pretty good ass whooping. Sorry for the frank language, folks, but we're talking about ISIS here. (laughs) And we ought to whoop whoop their ass. Wow. 
Yeah. Sorry, I got a I got a potty mouth. I just I'm sorry. I was raised by wolves. But so foul mouthed wolves. But so the president said we're going to pull out of Syria. ISIS is defeated. Then some people complained and said ISIS is still around. Liz Sly, Washington Post, says ISIS is down to one square mile in two villages. Right. Um, I think they're all true. It just depends how you look right, at it. Right, exactly. Yeah. You can't kill, you can't shoot an ideology. And so they've got a few thousand fighters. You know, if you want to up the threat, you say they still have thousands of fighters. If you want to minimize it, you say they've got maybe one, two thousand guys. Both of those are true. They're still a danger. They absolutely are. They still recruit. They still have a pull for, you know, certain people in certain places around the world. But I don't know. It depends on your philosophy of how to project American power, I guess. So the report on North Korea out of our intelligence heads yesterday was what I what we've been saying for two years now. They're working as fast as they can to build better rockets and bombs. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. Well, and. What's see? This is a that's the perfect example, I think, of the over-reporting and misreporting of the so-called differences between the intelligence chiefs and and the president. The president is making optimistic noises as he goes into a summit with little fathead, just like he did the last time. But you remember the last time he said many many times, "We'll see if we can make a deal. Maybe we can. If we can't, well, then it's back to sanctions, and we'll lay sanctions on them like you've never seen before." I think Donald J. And I have plenty of points of disagreement with him. I think he's being completely realistic about Fathead and his nuclear ambitions. He's going to give it a shot to see if they can come up with an agreement that actually gets him to really slow down the nuclear arms development. But I don't I don't think there's a, a quote-unquote disagreement with the intelligence chiefs. I think he's framing it very differently. And I would suggest to you, perhaps you've heard of this if you're more than eight years old. There's a bit of a good cop, bad cop thing going on there. Donald J. is going into the negotiations saying, uh, listen, we're good buddies. We've established quite a rapport. We're going to sit down. We're going to see if we can make a deal. Meanwhile, he's got his cloak and dagger guy saying, I wouldn't trust him for a minute. I think they're, they're, uh, they're, they're liars. I think they're trying to make nukes. I think they'll, they'll never stop. To me, going into the negotiation, that's perfect. Am I wrong or what? Am no, I-, I think that's absolutely what's happening. Also, as a salesman, he's doing trying to do the presumptive close thing. Right. Where he exactly. gets the guy psychologically moving in his direction. Of course we're going to come to an agreement. Yeah, the world, of course we are. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, and, and the fact that, God, the, 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 the lame stream media is just so obsessed with the so-called differences. It's just everything has got to be run through the lens of his Trump an idiot, his Trump a hero. You talk about things that will come up before the 2020 election that could throw the whole, uh, you know, the whole race into it a different point of conversation. This North Korea thing. The most likely thing is, at some point, I think this is far and away the most likely thing. I think Trump would tell you this. Certainly the intelligence people would tell you this. The most likely thing is, at some point, the guy's going to set off his biggest, baddest rocket yet and announce that we've got a nuke that will fit on the top of it now. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, the rest of the world has some serious decisions to make. We can take out anything from Reno West, and we're working on Kansas City. Right. Yeah. And uh, there are going to be some tough decisions to make, and that could end up being a major issue of the presidential campaign. I skipped right over Denver. Nobody bombed Denver. Uh, so, listen, here's, here's one of your other uh, giant conclusions that are worth discussing. If, if the nation's media would stop with trying to get people in MAGA hats and meow hats fighting in the streets. Meow hats. You know. I know what you're saying. All right, then. <laughs> They're pink and all. Um, 
according to uh, Daniel uh, Hold My Coat, Coates, um, Director of National Intelligence, he said, China and Russia are, quote, more aligned than at any point since the mid-50s. I think we have that tape, don't we? Well, I said it, so never mind. That's troubling. Um, again, the 50s, I don't know if you were around or if you've ever read a book, but, I mean, it's immediately post-WW2, and communism and the free world were in a open and clandestine fight for the soul of the earth. And every moment seemed like the one that might spawn a nuclear holocaust. So it's Russia and China are teaming up in a way we haven't seen since then, the dirty commies, um, which is which is amazing. And them together would be a match for us, no doubt about right. it. And it's all just to counterbalance the U.S. because they don't want us to get too powerful. Hey, so speaking of which, how just utterly just naked, nakedly stupid is the fact that there's nobody on Earth backing Maduro in Venezuela. I mean, the list of countries in this hemisphere is like all of them but Cuba are backing the opposition. But you got China, Russia, and Iran backing Maduro. How sad is that? If you want, uh, it is how how far do people go to the enemy of my enemy is my friend? Anybody screwing with the U.S. is the friend of China, Russia, and Iran. Even Maduro, who just there's no defending the guy. He's ruined. He and his his old man, uh, his old uh, ideological pappy uh, Hugo Chavez have ruined a beautiful country, starved their people. It's just it's it's one of the more pathetic governments that ever's been seen on earth. But Iran's like, oh no, I think they're doing a great job. Keep Maduro in. Oh please. And who's the guy, the richest guy in Venezuela? Maduro. Maduro. Anyway, Owen too. So a couple of giant disappointments. One, the Lebowski thing that we need to pay off. That, that we're used all to be our slogan: Armstrong and Getty. A couple of giant disappointments. <laughs> the Lebowski thing. If you uh, haven't heard, boo. Much, boo! much more importantly. Some other cancer scientists have said that claim out of Israel, no way. Oh, I was afraid of that. So I got the update on that. If you heard the good news, we'll update you on that coming up on the Armstrong. Can we sprinkle in something encouraging as well? That'd be a good idea. All right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, you may be wondering what a centrist independent believes, and you're going to keep wondering, because when Schultz was asked what he thought the corporate tax rate should be, he said, I don't want to talk in the hypothetical about what I would do if I was president. (laughs) That's literally the only thing you're supposed to be doing while running for president. (laughs) That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah, Yeah, he, uh, he has a point. Yeah. Uh, knives are out for you if you try to run third party, no doubt about it. Uh, a couple of updates. Although, I want to talk more about this because I heard another long interview with him uh, uh, this morning. 
happen to be on uh, Far Left Show uh, Morning Jose. Schultz is a formidable dude. Cool. He's not going away. We're going to talk about him uh, versus Kamala Harris and a couple other things in Marshall's News on the way, so that's that's good stuff. Um, oh, uh, we got really excited. You got particularly excited. A, uh, a little teaser came up from out from Jeff Bridges last week. Yes, it sure appeared to be a, uh, a tease of a Big Lebowski sequel. My son Declan and I were uh, texting most of the day, sending clips back and forth, speculating, and also cautioning each other, well, uh, agreeing with each other, that if this is some sort of bull bleep tease for a Super Bowl ad or something like that, that is going to be a major betrayal. Jeff Bridges will drop three full grades. <laughs> As a cool guy, in our estimation. And and so what did it turn out to be? Turned out to be a tease for a bull bleep Super Bowl ad. It did. A, a beer ad, and not a very good one. It's okay, but in the tie-in to the dude, the Big Lebowski is weak, and it featured the uh, always annoying Sarah Jessica Parker, and it's just... <laughs> the always annoying... Oh, this um, is terrible. Uh, I, I Jeff! That- Jeff! <laughs> I said to Marshall, this must have been what it was like when people of your generation, when the Beatles revolution was used in a Nike commercial. I mean, like, to me, it didn't bother me that much. I remember there being some hubbub about that. Right. It was that mid-90s, something like that. Right. They used the Beatles song Revolution in a Nike's commercial. And to me, I was like, that's a cool song. What's the problem? But if that song meant something to you. Yeah, I guess I get that. And it was part of a movement or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get that. But how about if you had a clip? And, you know, obviously, this is pre the horrifying assassination of John Lennon. But it's 1978. There's a clip of John saying, it's long overdue. And Paul saying, I can't wait. And Ringo saying, it's been years. And George saying, I got my guitar tuned. And then two months later, turns out they're in a freaking beer commercial. With Sarah Jessica Parker. Exactly. Yeah, I think People the, would go crazy. If the first reveal of this was on Super Bowl Sunday, I think it would have been in the running for the fan favorites of the commercial rankings You're right. or whatever that happened. You're right. It's the fact that people feel like they got suckered into believing there was a, a Big Lebowski 2 sequel and then having the disappointment of that not being Particularly true. Particularly by somebody they, they, they've come to really like. Because the initial rumor of this came from Jeff Bridges' Twitter right. Account, right not from some ad agency. And, right. and Jeff Bridges is the ultimate not corporate hoe. You know, that's his whole thing. He is the dude. We're all trim tabs, man. Right. Let's do something. You know, what can we do? We're alive. That's what we can do. We, we may be overstating the importance of this. But no, we not. may be understating <laughs> no, it. No, we're not. If you're a Lebowski freak, it was a betrayal, Jeff, a betrayal. You'll never be forgiven. There's no overstating the importance of this. <laughs> this is not nom, Jack. There are rules. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent quote from the fine motion picture. Um, uh, so I was really excited. Read this over the weekend. Marshall had in his news yesterday. Some Israeli scientists said they think they're going to have a cure for cancer within a year. And, uh, man, that got people going, you know, pretty excited. And as we said, this isn't North Korea or China saying this. This is is Israeli scientists. You made the point that Israel could have crackpots, too. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, U.S. cancer experts yesterday sounded a cautionary note about a claim by a team of Israeli scientists that they will likely develop a cure of cancer in the next year. Um, they, they stated over the weekend, we believe we will offer in a year's time a complete cure for cancer. That's a pretty definitive statement. And astounding. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I was hoping it was even mostly true. I, I wasn't even hanging my hat on, you know, the fact that it would be true. Uh, Dr. Ben Neal, director of something or other cancer center uh, in uh, New York, told the New York Post that cancer is multiple diseases. It's highly unlikely that this company has found a cure for cancer any more than there's a single cure for infections. He said that more likely this claim is yet another in a long line of spur- spurious irresponsible and ultimately cruel false promises for cancer patients. Wow. Which is a pretty strong statement. Yeah, that's that was my first thought. I was thinking, all cancers? And, you know, Lord knows I'm nothing like an expert. Um, but, yeah, wow. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they lost in translation or something? Maybe they have a very promising cure for some common sorts of cancer. Maybe they're, promoting a, uh, maybe they're promoting a nacho chip ad with Sarah Jessica Parker that nope. will debut on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Here's our cure for cancer, new Blazing Hot Cheetos. Oh, boy. That's that would be the... distasteful. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Universal health care debate is raging among Democrats. We've got more warnings about sleep deprivation and what we've all been waiting for, a robot lawnmower. Coming up. Wow. Yeah, let's attach spinning blades to robots. That's what could possibly go wrong. Arm could come from that. Nobody will get their feet chewed off with that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Howard Schultz is getting a lot of attention. I just saw another cable news show interview. It's 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 the magic of running for office that nobody fully understands. This is the 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 the, the magic sauce of right look, right message, right void in the news cycle when you drop. Just yeah. all these different things and right time in general. Because there's been other third party candidates that don't get near this kind of splash. I tell you what, I'm pretty well aware of a number of policy areas where I really disagree with the guy, because he's a pretty classic Democrat, but I found myself getting swept up. He was talking to far-left Morning Joe and Mika this morning, and, and all their uh, their fake news journalists. Anyway, um, he was pitching the idea that it's not what I was describing yesterday, which is he gets into office and the Republicans and Democrats spend all their time time trying to tear him down so that for goodness sakes he doesn't get reelected and we can get one of our jokers back in but he was pitching it neither side is going to be intent on denying him an achievement Mm. because the democrats will do nothing to help trump the republicans blocked obama at every turn i'm going to be in there i don't care i'm just here for the american people and i'm going to let him know which one he is and i was starting to think yeah that could work that could work wait a minute this guy's got a chance um but Long road. Let's... It is a long road and a highly unlikely one. All the guns, all the political guns that exist will be gunning for him. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Universal Health Care front and center once again during a town hall event the other night. Senator Kamala Harris had an unequivocal statement of support for a Medicare for all system which would do away with the for-profit health insurance industry. I believe the solution, and and I actually feel very strongly about this, is that we need to have Medicare for all. That's just the bottom line. Harris continuing. Access to health care should not be thought of as a privilege. It should be understood to be a right. It should be understood to be something that all people should be entitled to so that they can live a productive life, so they can have dignity. 
All right, that that all was pretty reasonable. Her catchphrase lately was that health care should be a right for all, not a privilege for the few. Yeah, well, heard... 90% of Americans are insured. 90%. So a privilege for the few is a well, bit of a stretch. That's what yeah. I've been saying for years since before the Obamacare thing took off. Be part of the 90%. Find a way to craft your life so you're part right. of the 90%. Well, That's what I would hope out of my kids. I would suggest, because I'm much more compassionate than Jack, that if you have a situation where, you know, it was more before Obamacare, but if you have 10% of the population that's uninsured, craft an answer that isn't like this. The average private insurance uh, program, Costs the average human being or a human being and their company together, right. whatever, about ten right. grand a year, about ten thousand dollars per year. The latest reliable figures on Obamacare is that it's cost fifty five thousand dollars per person insured, five and a half times more expensive than just buying them a policy. How is that a good solution? It's only a good solution if you seek to grow the government at every turn. So, Kamala, you're. Your, uh, you know, privilege of the of the the, the rich that ninety percent of people have. The solution is not some sort of quintuple and a half government boondoggle. Well, we're this far in. We haven't gotten to the point of contention from Kamala Harris yet. Former CEO Howard Schultz, who is toying with a run for the president, recalling what Harris said about supporting Medicare for all by saying, Senator Harris is saying she wants to abolish the insurance industry. That's, that's not correct. That's not American. What's next? What, what industry are we going to abolish next? The coffee industry? Former- yeah, the rest of that Kamala Harris interview was her saying, here, here, we have it here. Well, listen, the idea is that everyone gets access to medical care. And you don't have to go through the process of going through an insurance company, having them give you approval, going through the paperwork, all of the delay that may require. Who of us have, has not had that situation where you've got to wait for approval and the doctor says, well, I don't know if your, your insurance company is going to cover this? Um, excuse Let's me. eliminate all of that. Let's move on. Uh, excuse Let's me. eliminate all private insurance companies. That is three different kinds of a lie. Good gracious, where do you start? First of all, have any of y'all ever dealt with the government? Oh, it's just a glass of lemonade compared to your insurance company. No, it's every bit the nightmare and more. Secondly, talk to anybody in a socialized health care system. Is she trying to suggest that they don't deal with what will be covered and what won't? And when you can get care and how long you'll have to wait and the rest of it? At the VA, for instance? Well, yeah, or, or in Britain or in Canada or wherever else. That's a terrible problem. It's a crippling problem. She's, what, what is she talking about? And she just put 500,000 Americans out of work. 500,000 Americans with good-paying jobs with insurance. That's how stupid a lot of these policies are. But if you put on the the red coat and the red pants of Santa Claus, and you come down the (laughs) chimney, and you tell Americans you're going to give them something, they, they lather at the mouth like dogs. Well, God, politics is stupid. It makes me nuts. Yeah, without even uh, you know getting involved in which side is right or not, you've got a pretty major development of a story right here that she wants to eliminate the private insurance company and the other rock star currently running for president, right. Howard Schultz, who is everywhere, says that's a terrible idea. Right. And so does Bloomberg. Yes. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg making a plain he's not in favor of Harris' idea. I, I think you could never afford that. You're talking about trillions of dollars. Uh, I think you can have Medicare for all for people that are uncovered. But because that's a smaller group, and a lot of them are taking care of Medicaid already, Medicare. 
but uh, to replace the entire private system uh, where companies provide health care for their employees would bankrupt us for a very long time. Oh, yeah, we already oh. spend everything we take in plus $21 trillion without trying to do that. So Bloomberg says it would bankrupt yeah. the country. Schultz says, what industry are you going to uh, abolish next? That's a pretty stark difference in week one of the big-time candidates running. Maybe Big Coffee's got it coming. Well, <laughs> Big Coffee. Yeah, as long as I'm uh, you know, debating policy ideas, yeah. if health care is right, how in the world is food not a right? So we need to eliminate private food companies. Restaurants, certainly, which should be a right for all, not a privilege of the few. Or grocery stores. How can you have grocery stores charging money? I say, grocer care for all. I could make I could make the the case uh, that 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 is a much stronger argument than health care. By the way, I saw AOC yesterday. Yep. I, I think she's working feverishly in her private life to get up to speed on a lot of these issues. I know sure. I would be if I accidentally got elected. Um, but she was asked about the health care and saying, and she said the thing that is clearly true. In that we have a mishmash of private and not private that doesn't work together that we all need right. to sort out, which is what Absolutely all true. the experts say. Right. We got we we've got the worst of both worlds. With some, there you go. She has eyes as big as cue balls. Oh, she's yeah. like an anime character. She's, Striking woman. She's darling. That's your. <laughs> she is darling. That's your news. <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. She's almost like when my son wants something and he does this face here. We get a smiley face. Oh, boy. Can I have another cookie? Oh, boy. (laughs) The please, please, please face. And he says, surrender to the cuteness. That's what she does. Surrender to the cuteness. Grocery stores should be a right for all, not a privilege for the few. 90%, baby. What are you talking about? Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, that's 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 not the. Uh, <laughs> I think you, it'll be horrifying. You how often that plays hear out. they all they are they're all the same or they all think the same thing or how nice. you going to differentiate. Well, that's a major differentiation right there. Telling you, whoever says ho 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 and is putting the whip to the reindeer, that's who wins. <laughs> so Americans no longer have any capacity uh, for adult oh, thought. Oh, we have got to. I almost forgot. We've got to get to the polling on this. Yes, it the show, polling. It shows how stupid we are on this issue. Oh, please. The polls don't make any sense on this health care thing. No. No, I'm sure they don't. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Matt Bevan, the governor of Kentucky, thinks you're soft. Stay tuned. Maybe I am. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Boy, so uh, the healthcare poll is uh, is interesting. So maybe we'll get to that at some point. Did my first big cardio workout after my super custom aftermarket hip job I got mm-hmm. last night went very nicely. Because you're training for that Ninja Warrior show, right? Right. The uh, whole uh, pull myself up by my arms thing is going to be the last to come. I think uh, <laughs> not doing well. 
There's a different one my kids are really into now. Not the Ninja Warrior one. They're off that. Is it the Dwayne the Rock Johnson show? Uh, uh, Titans or whatever? This, I don't know. It might be. This one is all almost all foreigners. Different countries speaking different language. A lot of overdubbing. It might really? be the original Ameri- It might be the original Ninja Warrior that the American Ninja Warrior could be. Could be. It's pretty of. interesting. And, yeah. and there's announcers for each country. Yeah. And they cheer if their person's doing well. Homies, homers. Like the Americans will have their head in their hands if their guy falls in the water. <laughs> oh, and the, no. And the Australians will be jumping up and down oh, the announcers. Damned Aussies. <laughs> Some allies you turned out to be. But it's like American Ninja Warrior, Warrior only way harder. Like nobody makes it past like the second thing. Please. What's the point? I don't know. Um, and also a new poll out. Kamala Harris has gone up the polls. So maybe we'll talk about that. It just came out a couple hours ago. Mm. So uh, she's getting uh, something, something or other. I can't even finish as my my sentences. I care so little. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> That's when you know you don't care. You can't even finish your sentence, right? <laughs> and so we'll take a look at that. Or something. I don't four know. words in, you realize <laughs> I don't care. Uh, the, pr- the the change in the price of things in the United States over the last 20 years. What's gone up? What's gone down? It's kind of uh, d- d- funny to me because I was talking about this just last night at the dinner table with my wife and kids. Huh. Because um, I was talking about how when I was a kid, I don't know how. Oh, Sam wanted to know if he could have a TV in his room. Daddy, tell us about the inflation and the deflation again. Let's talk about stagflation, I said. <laughs> And I got out a. It's uh, rare, but it's dangerous. Got out a clipboard. Oh no! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he asked if he could have a phone in his room, and uh, we both said at the same time, "No." And uh, there's all kinds of studies on why that's that's not good for a you. Phone? But, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a television in your okay. room. Well, there's hardly a difference these days. Now well, that I think about good it. Good point. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't have a TV in your room, and there's all kinds of studies on why that's a bad idea. But then we talk about you take the computer in your room, and then you basically do have the television in your room. Sure. So, you know, it's absolutely anyway. Um, but I was talking. I, I told him. I said when I was a kid, everybody had one TV. I didn't know anybody who had more than one TV. And it was a giant piece of furniture, and if it broke, you called a repairman to come fix it. It took like a month. Right. That's <laughs> just the way it was. It was a very big deal. Well, that is on this list of things that the price has changed in the last 20 years, not even talking about the last 30 or 40 years. Televisions have dropped the most in price, which not surprising to me. They're practic- I'm amazed how cheap a giant TV is when oh, I go to Target. Yeah. As yeah. long as you're not buying the the first run initial launch of like the 4K or whatever sure, the right. latest yeah. thing is, if you're a generation or two behind, you get great value. Oh, yeah. You just want an HD TV oh, that's yeah. 42 inches or whatever well, it's going to be. I was just going to say, if you just need like 34 or 40 inches or something like that place, uh, it'll cost you as much as taking the family out for dinner. What else has gone down the most over the last 20 years? Toys. Toys are pretty darn cheap. Thank you, China. Thank huh. you. Ma- cheap, garbagey, Chinese-made toys. Yeah, my youngest is really into Matchbox cars, like the Hot Wheels cars. They're 99 cents. Wow. I didn't know you could get anything for 99 That's cents. That's less than they were when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Adjust, and I'm not adjusting for inflation. I'm just yes. talking about raw dollars. I know. It's incredible. Of course, my Matchboxes are still rolling, probably, again. You know, to the cheap, crappy. Uh, Let's go to the top of the list. What, is, what has gone up the most that you're spending money on over the last 20 years? I, I'll bet you could come up with a little time. The guess is pretty good. The very top of the list, the opposite end of televisions, hospital services. I was going to say medical care. Close. Yeah. And right behind it, college tuition fees. Right. And college textbooks. Right. Why, Jack? Why? Well, we're not spending on education. Actually, we are. 
It's because we have gigantic layers of middle management. Now. If only we could get the government involved in the TV industry. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drive up the prices of TV. Yeah, no kidding. If the government ran the TV industry, it would be $19,000 for a 13-inch black and white television. We've been studying 4K now for 11 years, yeah. and the EPA is ready to make a preliminary report. That's pretty funny. Uh, oh, I got my security cameras working in my house last night. We bought this house that haven't had security cameras, and I just couldn't figure out how to make them work until last night. It already had the cameras. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you saying okay? Yeah, yeah. But I but finally they doing anything. Well, yeah. It was there's a like a DVR device, and or certain are things you have turning to be plugged them? In a are you things. turning them inward so you can watch people shower in various weird zones? <laughs> no, no. Although I will occasionally sit there and watch the one in my backyard till my dog runs by, then I'll go. Ah, there he was. <laughs> It's the simple pleasures. <laughs> I don't know what good it'll do me security-wise, but maybe some foreign dog will leap the fence and be running around back there. Um, what has stayed flat? Household furnishings have stayed more or less flat. The, ca- huh. the cost of a couch. Okay. I guess. All right. Apparel. Clothes have stayed more or less flat over the last 20 years. Hmm. I don't feel like I'm paying more or less for jeans. Yeah, I guess that's right. I guess there were sources for like you cheap sweats you get at uh, at the Costco, for instance. And new cars have remained about the you same. You go to Kmart and get cheap sweats, right? New cars are about the same. Yeah, how interesting. So you can take all uh, adjusted for inflation. Obviously, yeah, you can yeah. take home a new couch in your new truck, wearing right. your new jeans that they're about the same as they were twenty years ago. You and your grandpappy can uh, compare notes <laughs> as long as you don't. Get sick or want to learn something, you should be fine. Yeah, uh-huh. you can go home and watch TV on a giant, giant television playing with your toys. Also, computer software has plummeted in price. Remember when sure. it was crazy expensive to get just oh, yeah. basic? Remember when the internet came on a CD you had to load up on your computer? Yeah, <laughs> okay. AOL discs? Hey, I just I heard this morning, though, that Microsoft is profitable again or more profitable than they've been in quite some time because they've switched from selling software to now the subscription model. You subscribe to, you know, Office, which includes Word and mm. a bunch of stuff I have no idea how to use. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I love that. Uh, it's just, it's it's one more subscription. It's I, a good idea from their standpoint. It's like uh, leasing cars. It's to get people in the habit of this is something you pay for every month right. as opposed to own. Right. Now, listen, I get if you're 27 years old and you're uh, living paycheck to paycheck, you probably have a little different reality than I do at this point in my life, but... If you were to be informed, if somebody were to just do a spreadsheet of everything you subscribe to right now, don't you think you'd be shocked? Oh, I know I would. All, be. you know, whatever cable or and premium channels, maybe you get that, uh, you know, uh, every publication that, you know, and we're weird for our job. I subscribe to a bunch of newspapers. I wouldn't in real life. Um but just all of that stuff and then all the software cuz and, and how about your uh, your uh, antivirus? Stuff that you subscribe to and all that stuff. That were all laid out in a page and you saw the monthly total. And I said, well, nah, it wouldn't count your your $6 milkshake every day from the Starbucks. That's different. But you don't subscribe to that? No, not per se. I'm trying to convince the, uh, the little cafe across the street from the radio ranch to give me some sort of burrito subscription deal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How much for a burrito every workday? I, I, we're, we're currently in negotiations. Right. Because you're going to eat one. Oh, if, if, if I had the subscription model, I would eat one every day. Yeah. Three wonder... a week, knock off 15%. Would you sign up for that? Yeah, probably. Okay. 
I'm sure they know the math on this. It's like the people who invented gift cards and figured out that a certain percentage, 15% of the gift cards don't ever get used, or right. people don't use the last 20% of them, or whatever. And that's why they're a good idea. I'm sure subscriptions knows that, too. Uh, like, I have, I just remembered the other day I have a Pandora subscription. I haven't used it in a year. Oh, right. Maybe. Right. To listen to their music, but I'm st- I've still got it rotating yeah. at three ninety nine a month or whatever it is on a credit card. Well, and then at one point I remember I had two antivirus subscriptions because of some sort of misunderstanding with my wife and I or my daughter. I can't even remember. And it was so dizzying trying to figure out which computer was covered by which one and for how long and how to unsubscribe and all. I, I went for six months uh, having my, my sweet darling wife, the love of my life, say, Joe, you really ought to look into that. Can we... Uh, Check into the whole, uh, you know, the Norton thing or whatever it was. And it's just, it was so depressing and so tiring and so confusing. So somebody made, I don't know how much money out of my sheer inability to confront the monster. Hmm. I'm so, sure they know that. Yeah. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. So here's the poll that I couldn't even finish the sentence on because I care so little. Uh, <laughs> Kamala Harris is now in third place very solidly. Biden's still in first place, around 30%. Bernie Sanders hanging around high teens. She's now up around 10 from three before she announced. Um, she's ahead of uh, your, your your Warrens, your Betos, your Cory Bookers by, by, uh, by about double. For now. Bernie's done. There are too many people working in his territory who aren't 106 years old. Right, and he's a white male. Right, the worst sort of human. Yeah, yeah. Probably, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, you are. Li- See, I finished the sentence. I came up with the will. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.